North Pole Hotline. We've decked the hall for our holiday party. Now we need to get decked out, too. Get the Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get up to 50% off store-wide now on party-perfect styles like velvet tops and pixie pants. Up to 50% off? It is the season to be jolly. Jeans and sweaters start at just 15 bucks with tops from just 7 bucks. Ooh, we need those styles. Follow Lala fast. Buy online and pick up in store for free. And don't forget to redeem your super cash now through Tuesday to save even more. Kids, we're going to Old Navy. Holiday your heart out with up to 50% off store-wide at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid through 12 select styles only. Other exclusions apply. See stores for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody out there, my name is Dr. Ray Tomos, I'm a chiropractor here in Miami, Florida, and an official sponsor of the ISPS International Slow Pitch Softball League. Welcome to the Hot Corner here Thursday nights at 7 on Blog Talk Radio. We're going to be covering everything about general health, chiropractic, slow pitch softball, other sports as well, whatever you, the listener, wants to listen to. This show is based primarily for you guys to keep you entertained and to keep you informed. Call in or tweet us to get on the air. We'll be giving out the number and all our information throughout the show. Hope you guys enjoy and get ready for the Hot Corner. And welcome in, everybody. It's Thursday night, 7 p.m. We're here live on the Hot Corner tonight. It's me, your host, Dr. Ray. And uh, we will have our co-host, Mr. Manny Ferrero, on in just a moment. He is currently celebrating the victory from Brazil today. Uh, man, we have a we have a packed show today, um, and it may be a little bit of a shorter show today as well too because I actually have a game at 8 p.m. tonight that I've got to get to, uh, which is right around the corner. So uh, we'll probably be running about 50 minutes tonight. So for all you guys out there listening, so you know the show will be a little bit shorter than normal, um, but we will be able to have almost a full show in there tonight, and it's a good thing because. We have so much to talk about. I mean, we've got how many different things going on right now. We've got the U.S. Open going. We've got the NBA Finals going, the Stanley Cup Finals, the World Cup just started. I mean, you name the only thing missing right now is football, and, and actually um, OTAs are just starting, and mini camps are getting ready to start up. So um, it's a great time of the year, tons of sports going on. A lot of fantasy sports are going on. There's already a lot of mock drafts that are happening for football. Uh, baseball season is, you know, uh, getting close to the midway point. We've got the sum, you know, the midsummer classic coming up next month. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that's going on right now, um, and and I'm glad that we get to talk about it here on the show. So for all you guys out there, um, if you want to, you know, if you got any input about who do you think is going to win the World Cup um, or anything like that, that's kind of what I'm interested in right now. What are the surprise teams um, that you guys are thinking are going to take this thing down, and what and and Who's going to, you know, come out of nowhere? Is there going to be a Cinderella story this year? What are we going to see happen out of the World Cup? Um, but I'd love to have you guys join me on the show here tonight. You can call in at 347-637-3978. Again, the guest call-in number is 347-637-3978. Um, so for all you out there listening, if you don't want to call in, but you still want to get some input here on the show, you're more than welcome. You can tweet us. You can tweet using hashtag the Hot Corner, which is the name of the show, or you can tweet at Dr. Ray T, which is myself, or you can even tweet at ISPSO, which is Manny Ferrero, our, our normal co-host. So plenty of ways and options to get on to the show here. Um, 
you know, whether it's a tweet or if you want to hit us up on Facebook, you can you can find us there as well too. Uh, Facebook.com slash 353heal or Facebook.com slash ISPSO. And, uh, you know, let us know what you think. Um, obviously, we saw uh, Brazil play earlier today. And uh, I, I, I was watching, actually, I got the chance to uh, watch, use the, the Watch ESPN app on my computer. And I was actually in the middle of studying some patients' um, genetics and trying to come up with a compounded formula for them specifically based on what they were feeling, uh, which is actually some pretty cool stuff that I may get into a little bit later on in the show because what I'm doing now is really awesome. A lot of personalized preventive medicine is what I'm really working on right now at this point. And I'm seeing really great results and, and everything is lining up with the genetic testing that we're doing here at the office. So I've actually got some really cool announcements going on for the office that I want to get to. But right now, I just want to get the poll out there and have you guys let us know what you're thinking. Um, who's going to take it down in the World Cup? Who's going to be a competitor? Um, and, and what's going to go on there? Um, so let me know what you guys think. Um, again, World Cup style. You know, um, Jurgen Klinsmann said that right now for the USA to win, it, it's not even a possibility. So, I mean, that's the USA head coach. So, you know, for him to say that, I mean, I, I wouldn't want my coach saying that. I'll tell you that. You know, I, 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 if I'm in the World Cup, I think I got a, a shot to win it. You know, anybody, it's anybody out there's game. Otherwise, they would just say, all right, who's best on paper? And then you guys take it. Um, but that's why we play them. And if I was on the U.S., I'd be even more motivated to prove my own coach wrong. Um, so we'll see. You know, I, I like I like uh, I like the I like Brazil. You know, you can how can you go wrong? They got Neymar and and the whole Brazilian team is just those guys always seem to be on another level. And then now they're playing in front of a home crowd. So, you know, I I don't know how many times the 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 hosting team has won, but I feel like this may be one of those years. So. Uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and let's bring in our co-host, Mr. Manuel T. Ferrero III, and get some of his opinion. Uh, Manny was able to watch the whole game today, so he should be able to give us some good insight. Manny, you there? I believe. I believe that. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. What's up, Dr. Ray? What's up, Manny? <laughs> it sounds like you were definitely watching some World Cup today, my man. Oh, man, what a great, great day in sports, man. Dude, uh, you know, the World Cup, the opening round, I saw the World Cup. Uh, he was actually wearing, you know, by by no, uh, you know, by no uh, conscious effort of, of our own or anything, he was wearing Argentina colors, so you got to watch out for Argentina now. And... Um, Actually, I filled out a bracket today on uh, these uh, fantasy World Cup brackets, bracket predictor or whatever they're called, and I actually have Spain winning it again uh, all the way against uh, Brazil in the finals. So, uh, bro, what a, what, a, what a great day of sports. We're going to have the opening of uh, what we just did, have the opening of the World Cup. Uh, we've had the, the U.S. Open playing all day, the first round of the U.S. Open, and, and now at this evening at 9 o'clock, uh, we have the NBA Finals where uh, I know that the Heat are going to they're gonna tie up the Series 2-2 tonight. You know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to agree with you on that one, my man. I think the Heat are definitely taking it down tonight. Uh, I think it took the best offensive performance of all time 
not this year, not this decade, not on Sundays, you know, after July, literally the whole entire, any game that's ever been played in the NBA, that was the best offensive performance. And, uh, you know, to me, that, that, that just tells me, man, these guys, they got to bring it if they, they want to beat the best, you know. And I really think that the Heat are going to take it down tonight. You know, I think they learned their lesson. For some reason, we always kind of start out slow and sloppy. And, you know, I think that's what allowed the Spurs to get on a run last time. Danny Green picked D. Wade a bunch of times. You know, it was just cookies. I was like, man, I got to call the cops here, man. I don't know what's happening. D. Wade's getting the rock just robbed all over the place, man. And, um, you know, but – we can't take anything away from the Spurs because bottom line is it was the greatest offensive performance of all time. I mean, 71 points in the first half. And to me, really that three-pointer with the buzzer beater that Ginobili hit at the end really kind of epitomized it all. I mean, he just threw that thing up. It bounced off the backboard, did a toilet bowl around the rim, went back off the backboard and dropped right in. And that was kind of the story of what was going on the whole game, you know. And, and I just felt like they were getting all the calls. They were getting all the bounces. You know, and when we got it back down to seven for that moment, you know, I said, hey, man, we really got a shot at this. And we started getting a couple bounces here and there, but then that was it, you know. And then the lead stayed back up around 15, and, uh, you know, the Spurs just ended up putting it away. And, and they were smart fouling us at the end. And, you know, um, you know, we got to do a better job of hitting all of our free throws and everything as well, too. That's what wins the championship. So, you know, I think that we it's going to be a great game tonight. I really can't wait for that. Um, and, and then just all the, like you said, Manny, what a great time for sports. You know, I I was, uh, at home today, I got home for lunch and I have a two hour lunch break and I purposely didn't schedule anything today. Normally I have a bunch of meetings and different things I'm doing on the lunch break, but today I just wanted to, uh, you know, take in some of the, the opening ceremonies and all those things. And unfortunately I didn't even get to watch much of it. Um, I ended up watching a little bit of day baseball with Zach Grinke and versus Alfredo Simon, which was actually a really nice pitcher's duel, but, you know, with everything going on, I don't think anybody even remembers that there's any baseball going on right now, which is unfortunate. Um, <laughs> so, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what goes on, Manny. What, do you have a score prediction for tonight? What do you think? Well, score prediction, uh, you know, you could, you could toss up any numbers up in the NBA. But uh, I know for sure, for sure, this is not, it's not going to happen again. Um, 41 points in the first quarter by, by an NBA team that's never happened before in the history of the NBA. Uh, everything was dropping. They were, they were shooting the ball blindfolded and, and behind their back, and they were still shooting and making it in. That's not going to happen anymore. Um, and I really think this really, you know, it's going to wake up the heat. It's going to wake up the sleeping giant of LeBron James. And tonight we're probably going to win by at least double-digit points, at least double-digit points. You know what? I have to agree with you, and I think that, uh, you know, they had they had Spolstra wired up, and one of the things that he was saying was that, you know, that they needed to take more pride on the defensive end. And, you know, I think that's 100% the case. You know, when a team is shooting 90 over 90% from the floor – you don't want to try to shoot 92% from the floor. You want to try to bring that percentage down by playing defense, making them take difficult shots, you know, putting them – not allowing them to get those uh, those takeaways for touchdowns like we saw so many times. You know, what what I think the Heat really need to focus on doing is settling into that half-court defense, slowing down the pace of the game from the Spurs' end, 
and really making them, you know, settle in and work on that ball movement. I mean, I feel like it's one of the Spurs' strengths, but at the same time, if they're running as much as we are and they're, you know, they're picking balls and throwing it ahead and, you know, and they're, and they're getting all these easy points, that's what we really need to take away. You know, if we make them work for their points, I feel like that shooting percentage is definitely going to be dropping. So I feel like it's just a little more pride on the defensive end and really coming out and setting the tone, you know, and making a bunch of plays in the beginning, keeping the crowd in the game. Man, I remember watching the game. It was just like it was you heard crickets for the, for the whole first half of the game. In that third quarter, when we got it down to seven, it was so loud I had to turn the volume on the TV down. I mean, what an amazing atmosphere. If we can keep that up for the whole time, there's no way that the Heat aren't going to be thriving in that kind of an environment. So, uh, you know, I think it's, it's key to keep the crowd involved, um, come out with that momentum, and, and really just work on playing defense. I mean, bottom line is we've got guys that can score the ball. You know, Rashad Lewis has been hitting those threes. Ray Allen, no need to say anything else. LeBron James will score on anybody. D. Wade, you know, has been scoring in the 20s. So I think we've got a little good shot to tie it up tonight. And, and as you said, uh, win by, by double-digit points. I think that, that that will definitely happen. I'd like to see, you know, 98 to 88 tonight. I'd like us to see, see us scoring right around 100 and, and keeping them, you know, underneath that. Um, and, and if you look at the record for the Heat throughout the year, every time they scored over 100 points, I mean, I think that they that their their win record was pretty good there. So we got it. We got to score, and we got to obviously, you know, I feel like Yogi Berra right now. Whoever scores the most runs is going to win, type of thing. But you know, I think the defense is really the most important key right now for the Heat. No, oh, yeah, I totally agree with you, man. And um... Dude, I don't know what Spo is gonna do with uh with Chalmers, man. I really I'm really surprised with Chalmers play lately, man. I don't know I don't know, man, but I, I, I don't see Chalmers on this team next year, man. What do you think about Chalmers and his play lately, Doctor Ray? Well, um I don't have hey, let me let me I'm Go sorry, ahead. let me ask you this. He he's saying I believe he said something that it's it's uh, it's nothing personal or anything like that. Do you think it's something uh, mental that he's going through right now? You know, funnily enough, if anybody on the team right now would be having mental issues, I would think that it would be Norris Cole. Um, as his, you know, obviously it's not any family member of his, but his personal chef was actually gunned down at Mansion um, just last week. So, yes. you know, if anybody on the team is going to be having – any type of mental or emotional problems. I would think it would be Norris Cole, but I believe he's out playing uh, Chalmers right now. What's going on in Chalmers' head? I mean, I don't know. He's, you know, he took a cheap shot on Tony Parker. You know, he's, uh, he's, you know, he's complaining about all these calls. He's, he's not, I don't know. He just, he, he doesn't seem like he's himself. You know, I've always been an advocate of Chalmers ever since I saw him hit that three at Kansas and win him the championship, you know, I've been thinking that, man, this guy is clutch, and I want this guy to have the ball, and he makes good decisions. He pushes the ball. You know, he's he's not so undersized at the guard position. You know, I, I, I don't know. I just I feel like he, he's a big key to why we're not winning as much as we are right now either. I don't think that we're getting the Chalmers that we're all used to at this point. Um, I, I don't even remember how many points he had, but I think he's scoring under, under 10 points a game right now in, in the finals, and you know, you need your starting shooting guard or your, your excuse me, your starting point guard to be able to to do more than that. And I don't think the assists are there. The seal, the steals certainly aren't there. What's what's causing it? I mean, that's impossible to say. But I, 
for sure Chalmers is not himself right now. You know, that that we can all definitely agree on. Um, hopefully he'll find it, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully it'll be like the scene at, in the end of uh, Major League 2 where Jack Taylor goes over to Rick Vaughn's house, you know, and he tells him, you know, listen, either find it or you're no good to me or the rest of the team, you know, and, and think about it. And maybe Chalmers will come in with a new haircut tonight and maybe he'll make something happen. Um, but it, it's definitely got to be done because we can't have a starting point guard scoring under 10 points and less than five assists and not contributing anywhere and getting into foul trouble and giving up flagrants and giving them the ball right back and all these things, you know, it's just, it's not, it's not looking good for the heat. If, if Chalmers isn't, isn't playing as well as he can. No, I totally agree with you. And I, and I still wonder why, why is it that you always go back to major league, the movie to uh, reference any, anything happening in sports? Forget about the curveball, Ricky. Give him the heater. <laughs> oh, man, I love that movie. Oh, man, I'll tell you, the reason why I always go back to it is because, number one, it's a movie that a lot of people have seen. And number two, baseball is life, and you can learn a lot about life from baseball, and that's a baseball movie. And so, <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, no, there's a lot of great examples. Um but, you know, something like that has got to happen. You know, somebody's got to get into Chalmers' head, whether it's LeBron or whether it's D-Wade or somebody else on the team or maybe even Spolstra. But, you know, we, we just need more from him. He's not producing. And, and you know, I'd, I'd almost – I'd like to see Norris Cole start tonight, quite honestly. I really would. He's been playing better defense. He's been I more aggressive. You know, he's been hitting those little runners in the lane. I trust his three-point shot a yeah. little bit more, frankly, right now. Um, so, I, I mean, think, let's I think Cole – Cole is a little bit more hungrier, man, hungrier than Chalmers is. Chalmers, I don't know, man. I, I, I think he's a little bit more lax. He's he's not taking it as serious. And Cole, I, I guess Cole, since he's younger, he's trying to compete for that starting position. He actually is is playing his heart out, man. That's what I'm seeing. I see a lot of emotion out of Norris Cole. And what I see out of Chalmers is a lot more like complaining and whining and just being yeah. unsatisfied with, with what everybody else is doing. And I feel like he's almost playing almost like in a narcissistic manner to where he's just not, you know, it, it's everybody else's fault and not his. And I think Yeah, he like if point. he's owed something, you know, he's a, he's a two-time champion now. He's owed, he's owed all those calls and stuff, you know. No, man, that's not the way it works. Definitely, 100%. You know, it's Definitely something has to be done here, um, you know, with with the play that Chalmers is picking up. And, and, hey, maybe you start Norris Cole and you light a fire under Chalmers. You know, that'd, exactly. be, something, that'd be something that I'd like to see happen uh, because right now it's just definitely, like we've been saying, it's just not cutting it what we're getting out of him. Um, you know, on the no. brighter side, it's been something like 48 straight times that the Heat, 48 straight times that the Heat have lost um, a playoff game and then not – lost the the following game. So it's been a long time since they've had consecutive playoff losses. And I feel that this game tonight is really, really important, number one, because we stole one in San Antonio, and they stole one here already. If we don't even the series up, then we're really going to be stuck with trying to have to win two in San Antonio over there. So, you know, we definitely got to make something happen uh, tonight. And and we just got to – I don't even want it to be a close game. I want it to be the opposite of what happened last time. We got to just come out and dominate 
and, uh, you know, keep them from scoring and, and just keep playing and playing and playing and never letting up and stepping on that throat and going after the jugular. You know, it's time to, it's time to win a, that championship and three-peat, and I know LeBron's going to come out and be aggressive. You know, D. Wade has been, you know, quietly, you know, doing very well, um, not taking over games or anything like he used to, but, man, he's been very productive, a lot of steals, a lot of blocks. Um, I, I'm really liking the play that we're getting from D. Wade Bosch. Has been super aggressive. I love him taking it to the hole. Um, you know, Rashard Lewis has been hitting those threes, like we said. Ray Allen. I mean, what else can we say? That that dunk that he had when he took it from coast to coast. You know, that reminded me of like, man, him like ten years ago. Actually, I don't even think I've ever seen him do anything like that. So that was really awesome to see. Um, but you know, I think that if we can get some solid play from Chalmers and then have some solid bench play tonight as well, too. I think we're in line to go ahead and tie up the series tonight. No, I know. I know we're going to tie it up. It's, it's not a matter of if. I also, I don't know, man. In the back of my mind, I sometimes think these things are rigged and, it, you know, the owners get together. They say, hey, let's go 3-3 uh, three and three in the finals, and then uh, whoever takes game seven is uh, the real champion, you know. So I, I think it's going to go to seven, man. I really do. You know what? I I got to say that I agree with you. I think it, it's really possible to have the seven game series. I'd like to see a six game series so that we could win here, you know, and uh, and celebrate on our own on our own floor. Um, it's going to be hard though. We're going to have to win. We're going to have to win three in a row. You know, I mean, it, it's it's time to make it happen though. You know, it's definitely time. So I'm really looking forward to uh, to the game tonight. And uh, really looking forward to uh, what's what's happening with the World Cup as well, too. Um, tell me a little oh. bit about the game today. What did you see going on there? What was your favorite part? Well, brother, the the most um, the most scariest and most emotional moment was when Marcelo, which is from my my beloved Real Madrid. I love Real Madrid. We had two at least two players on from the Real Madrid uh, club team playing today. Uh, you got Luka Modric from uh, Croatia. He plays midfielder from for the Real Madrid squad, and also Marcelo. He plays defense on the Real Madrid. But, dude, the first goal scored was an auto goal by Marcelo. Uh, it was a cross by a Croatian player and uh, Marcelo was trying to clear the ball and, and it, it hit off his foot and it went into the goal and it was just like, Oh my God, that was, you know, it was crazy. The first goal scored of the, of the Brazilian 2014 world cup was an auto goal from Brazil's own Marcelo. So, you know, the, the crowd really went, they went hush. They were pretty much, you know, and in, in, in they were, uh, you know, in a, in a state of shock, and so were we. And and you know, there goes my bracket. I had my bracket already made up. It was good. Brazil was going to win this first game, which with which they did. Um, but that first goal, man, that was really really scary. But at the end, they Neymar scored or scored uh, two goals. One of them on a PK, uh, on a penalty kick, and. Um, they ended up winning three to one, bro. But what a great, great game! What a great opening to the to the 2014 uh, World Cup. Yeah, definitely. You know, as I said, I was 
I was watching some of it on the uh, on the Watch ESPN application um, on my computer, <clears throat> and man, it seemed like every time something was happening, my computer would freeze. And I was right when they said, "Oh, he's gotten the penalty kick and this and that," I couldn't see anything that was happening. And then I, as soon as it comes back on, I see the score went from one to one to two to one, and I was just like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna have to watch the highlights later on." Um, but what what happened with that penalty kick? Was was that a good call there in the box? Oh, what a flop. That was a uh, – well, I, I was going for Brazil, but uh, that was a total flop by the Brazilian player, and uh, the referee uh, called it a, uh, a penalty right there in the, in the box, and Neymar came in. And, uh, dude, let me let me tell you, the the goalie from Croatia, he, he – I don't know if you really can say that he, uh, he picked the right side because – Oh yeah, it's it's pretty much fifty percent. You know, he's either going to go right or left on a PK, and um, he actually picked the right side. He he went towards uh, the goalie's right right hand side, and he actually got some some hands on the ball. But that that ball's coming at you know probably close to a hundred miles per hour from that close of a distance. You know, even if you get some something on it, you, it, it's really hard to block that ball. You really got to get it right square on the ball and really stop it. If you just get a few fingertips on it, it's going to blow right through your fingers and go in the goal, and that's what that's exactly what happened with uh, Neymar. He has a little a little stutter step thing that he takes like four or five uh, steps. He looks like uh, he looks like uh, Fred Flintstone when, when Fred Flintstone tries to, to start running. He has that yeah. little stutter step, and then I think he, he kind of judges where the goalie's going to go to or where his tendency is going towards. And um, sorry, I have something in the microwave here at the house. Um, but, um, yeah, he the goalie selected the right side and everything and, and fingers on it, but it was just too much. Neymar's kick was too much for it, and he scored the penalty. But I really do think it was a flop. Definitely. Well, yeah, you know that I was watching the play and it seemed like he went down really easy, but I wasn't able to watch any of the replays and or anything like that. So, uh, actually, it's pretty funny. I'm I'm coasting through Facebook right here and I'm you know I'm looking at some of the trending things and a good buddy of mine actually put down, "Wow, Brazil flopping 101." Uh, so it definitely looks like <laughs> definitely looks like there yeah. was a flop involved there. And, and hey, it, it got him the gold. Now, you know. Would, does that change the game? I mean, what what do you think about that? Would, do you think if that was not called, do you think that the outcome would have been a little different? No, I really I really don't. Brazil, um, they were pretty much in control. I believe at one point I saw a graphic come up. They had like 80-something 80, 80 percent of possession time on the ball. Um, I think they were just really fine-tuning their game. They were pretty much just playing – playing around with Croatia. No, but let me tell you, Croatia played well. They were really attacking. And and the reason why I think is because they, they really have nothing to lose, dude. They, you know, they don't have the whole country of Brazil watching them, you know, right there. In Brazil, you know, the pentacampeone, the five-time champion, you know, Brazil is like the mecca of soccer. And, you know, they they really had the, the pressure of uh, 
of the game today. But they, you know, they they pulled through and they won three to one. They actually forced. They actually scored all four goals. If you really, you know, really count them in, Marcelo scored that auto goal. So, um, no, no, it was it was uh, it was going to be Brazil's day any anyways. You know, I don't I don't think Brazil would have lost the inaugural game in their own on their own soil. Yeah, you know, I got to I got to go ahead and agree with that. Um and, and actually when you put it that way it is kind of funny they did score all all four goals. Um you know, I was looking at the rankings here and you know, they do have Spain number 1 and uh Brazil's yeah. number 3 and uh you know, Croatia's all that's the way who, down at number 8. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that's who I have in the finals in my bracket. I'm playing uh I'm playing a couple of fantasy leagues a few with my friends and a few uh, public ones on with the ISPS people, uh, which is completely open to whoever wants to play, and it's free. And they, the winner is going to get a uh, a nice player pack from ISPS or from our sponsors. But um, in both of my brackets, um, I have Brazil and. Um, Brazil against Spain, and and I got Spain winning it, winning it all. And I know, I know, everybody says that the 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 defending champions usually do not win it all, but you know the way the way Spain plays, and that's I'm a little biased because that's the 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 league that I mostly uh, follow the the Spanish league, which which is my favorite league, and it has my favorite team, Real Madrid, but. Um, I think Spain is by far, you know, one of the, if not the best team in the world right now in, in soccer. Well, you know, right now they're uh, in the World Cup rankings, they're number three. Um, <clears throat> and I was going to say that, you know, I don't think, you know, with the matchup that Brazil had today, I think it was set up that way because Ukraine, or excuse me, uh, Croatia is actually ranked number 18. Um, so, yeah, you know, number three versus number 18. Um, I'm sorry, Brazil is ranked number three and Spain is ranked number one. So uh, right. sorry, because I had, I had previously uh, said that backwards. Um, but yeah, actually, I was going to say that, you know, the teams, the, the three teams that I think um, are going to be able to, to make a nice strong run and that everybody's expecting to are, you know, Spain and Brazil, obviously, and, and Germany. Germany is very calculated and, um, you know, I think they, they always have a, a good team and they've always competed uh, well. And as you mentioned, Argentina, I think Argentina has a good run in them. Um, Uruguay, I think Uruguay could have a great great World Cup as well, too. They've really been giving uh, teams a lot of problems as well, too. So I'm excited to see what happens. You know, how far do you think USA so, is going to make it? Well, before I get into USA, um, yeah, man, Argentina, Messi is due, bro. He He's due in the World Cup. I don't know what's up with him. He is arguably one of the best players on, on the face of the earth uh, in, in, in the sport. Um, but, dude, when it comes to World Cup uh, playing, I don't know if he, doesn't, if he doesn't play well with the others in Argentina or what his problem is, but he just never comes through in the World Cup. Um, Uruguay. Uruguay. I don't know if you know, but Uruguay is the first ever FIFA World Champion back in I don't know 1930s or 1940s. They were the first ever FIFA World Champions, and I, I really think um, them inside of South America, 
Um, they're going to have a lot of fans uh, from Uruguay that that could travel to Brazil because it's it's you know it's close. Um, and they have a great great team. I think they have a good shot. Um, but dude, I don't know about USA, man. Um, I have them them and Germany coming out of the group stage in one of my brackets. And then in another one of my brackets, I went with uh, Germany and Portugal. But the really, the thing that I do not agree with in this USA team is Landon Donovan, bro. I don't understand why is he not on the team. Number one, for morale, a veteran. He's been there. He knows what it's all about. He knows what this tournament is takes out of a team, uh, he he should just be there just, you know, as a, a maybe a team captain or a co-captain or something like that. Uh, number two, he's, he's our most decorated player in the history of USA men's soccer. Why? And this is going to, number three, this is going to be his last World Cup. Why is he not on this team? I understand that him and the coach they don't get along or they don't they've had some history some bad history in the in the past but dude I I don't know man and then the coach coming out saying that realistically USA is not even supposed to compete for this you know that's not that's not a, the American way bro. the American way is you know we always have a shot man as long as the the, the fat lady hasn't sung but dude, there's still time on the clock. We could still win this, bro. How could you come out and say that to your team? I don't know if he's trying to do some type of mental trick or trying to motivate these guys, but dude, that's I don't know, that's not the way I would have done it. I'm always positive I'm gonna beat anybody who they put in front of me and that's just the way it is. Yeah, definitely. I mean that's <clears throat> I alluded to that a little bit earlier. I mean, how can you be the coach of a team? and be competing on a national, you know, international stage here. And, you know, you're, you say that it's not realistic for us to win right now. Whatever in sports that happens is actually realistic. I mean, you know, like I said, uh, if it was, if it was all about what's realistic, then they would just give the trophy to Spain because they're ranked number exactly. one. Why, why even play the games, you know? Um, right. And, you know, you, and, and how, how do you motivate your players? You know, maybe he's, Maybe he's doing some reverse psychology here. You know, I, I don't know what's going on, but, you know, Jurgen Klinsmann right now, he's he's definitely a suspect on my radar as far as, you know, what are the motives here? First you leave, as you mentioned, you leave off Landon Donovan, the most decorated player, probably the most famous, one of the most famous soccer players we've had besides... An the, icon. Yeah, besides Tony Miola, you know? I mean, and and this guy, and, oh, man, I, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm almost at a loss for words. It, it's... Something that I I didn't picture happening, you know, and, and and when the news broke that he was left off of the off the roster, I think he handled it very graciously as well too. Um, you know, as a competitor, he he had to been extremely pissed off. I mean, oh, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, and the guy obviously isn't getting any younger, and he says, oh, you know, there's always the the next the next World Cup. No, if no. he gets left off of the roster for this World Cup, you think in four years he's going to be, you know, able to compete for a spot? Then I mean, no, no, he's done. He's done. This is it. This would have been his last roster, his last World Cup on the men's roster. And um, dude, it's like it's like 
not letting Jeter, you know, do his final his final season with the Yankees. It's 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 like you owe it to this guy, bro. There's there's probably millions and millions of little kids who are probably now in their teens or or you know in high school playing soccer who grew up watching Landon Donovan. And, dude, you know, soccer is not the number one sport in the United States. And to bring it to the level where U.S. is now from maybe where Landon first started, probably soccer was probably a a laughing stock back in the days when when Landon probably started, you know, and it's it's grown dramatically in in over the past maybe decade um, in the United States, and I think Landon Donovan is part of that. And if it wasn't because of him, you know, he's part of this, dude. So you, I think you owe it to Landon to at least be like, I don't know, maybe, dude, we could have found a spot for him on the on the squad, maybe honorable mention or freaking like a trainer. Or something, bro. You you just can't leave this guy out. And now he's a he's a freaking special commentator on ESPN, bro. That's dude, dude that's not cool, man. I really, I don't know, I don't know. I, I think this is a blow for U.S. soccer, man. I really do. And we were we were on a nice run, bro. Now this is a blow for U.S. soccer. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree anymore. Um, you know, I see. Uh, you know, bring them in as a specialist, you know, bring them in, you know, whatever the case is, you know, we need that experience. And, and as you mentioned, that, that leadership and that potential, you know, who's who's going to step up and take that, that position now, you know, um, that's that's what I have in, in the back of my mind, you know, and, and with a coach that obviously isn't one that's wanting to lead here, um, you know, I think that, you know, USA is kind of dead in the water, you know, I mean, I think they're going to be able to make it past Ghana, um, but then their second game so? before- I think that they'll I think they'll be able to go ahead and beat Ghana, you know, and and you know, get get that first win under their belt, but then after that they have to play Portugal. Know, you know, my prediction is that they're going to go ahead and they're going to beat Ghana the first game. Um and then they're going to go ahead and and it's going to be a tough game against Portugal and then versus Germany. Um, you know, and and honestly, I see them probably being one and two um if there's not a tie somewhere in there, but um, you know, maybe Jurgen Klinsmann is right. And, and maybe one of the reasons why he's right is because of what's coming out of his mouth and the decisions he's been making as far as leaving Landon off the team. And, you know, but only time will tell, I guess we have to see what happens there. Um, we can only be so critical and, uh, you know, who knows what the reasons were, you know, we know that he's not saying anything like that. He just said that he thought that, uh, I believe the exact reason he said was that he, he felt that other players gave the U S a better chance or something like that, you know? So, you know, I I don't know. Maybe it was a personal beef there, and and if it was, then hey, you know, he won, and and poor Landon, you know, he definitely lost that battle. So, you know, that's unfortunate. Dude, I don't, listen, listen. I I know you can attest to this, bro. The 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 body does whatever the mind thinks. So if you're already if you're the coach of a national team. And you're already coming into a an international tournament with that mentality. What more are you going to expect? Okay, yeah. Then then if they really do suck, then yeah, you were right, dude. But you can't go into that in into a tournament or into some type of competitive uh, competition. You know, 
with that mentality, bro. So, so if you're like, hey, coach, if you tell me that, then what are we doing here, coach? Why did we travel thousands of miles to come and participate in this if if we have no chance? Uh, you know, that, I don't know. That's 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 insanity to me. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% with you. Um, I couldn't agree more. Uh, that something that you know I'm having a hard time trying to figure out. You know what the whole point of all that was. So. You know, we'll see what happens there, but um, we only got about 10 minutes left here, so I do want to... Oh, wow. Uh, also, I do also... Yeah, you know, time flies when you're talking World Cup. Um, I do want to also talk a little bit uh, about U.S. Open here, just spend a couple minutes on that. Um, were you able to catch any of that today at all, or was the TV always on the uh, on the World Cup there? Oh, I did catch. I caught a little bit of Phil. I caught a little bit of the, of the young kid. Um, Speed? What's his name? Um, the Puma kid, bro. Jordan Spieth? No, no, the Puma kid. The young, young kid that's always dressed up in funky Puma Puma uh, gear. Ricky Fowler, Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler, dude. I, I, Dude, I think that guy's sharp, bro. The way he dresses, I, I think, dude, you need a little bit about uh, of that in golf, man. It Look, I, I'm going to be honest with you. If Tiger's not playing, nobody's watching. So you you need something else. You need some characters out there. You need um, Happy Gilmore. Something, dude. Some Happy Gilmore in, into it, bro. You gotta, <laughs> dude. You you gotta have some personality, bro. A little bit of personality, bro. If if everybody looks the same, everybody does the same. It's kind of a boring spectator. But yeah, when I, Tiger Tiger comes out, obviously, he looks different than everybody else. He's hitting the ball differently than everybody else. He's blowing everybody out of the water. He's winning everything. Yeah, then it gets interesting. Just like LeBron, you're going to have, you know, he, he's not like anything else we've ever seen. And you're going to have your lovers and you're going to have your haters. But everybody's watching, even though even the haters. They want to watch him fail, even though he doesn't. You know, but same thing with Tiger. You're going to have your lovers and you're going to have your haters, and they're all going to watch to see if he wins or or to see if he loses. So I think I think golf needs a, something like that because, it, it, dude, I'm going to be honest with you, man. If Tiger's not on the course, I'm not watching. Well, you know, that, that and that's really one of the – you got a great point there, Manny. Um, golf is already one of those sports where unless you're a really avid golfer, you're probably not going to be watching. There's not the most exciting plays. There's no big hits. There's no amazing throws. You know, um, it is kind of slow. Even the announcers half the time are talking in whisper. You know, so it's, right. it's a little it's a little difficult to watch. You know, if you're not a really big fan. You know, as you mentioned there, um, <clears throat> and and I think for that reason, guys like Ricky Fowler are great. You know, John Daly was great for the game for a while. You know, he was, he was different. Yeah, because he was different, hitting the ball, you know, a ton. And, you know, not necessarily a good player, but, you know, kind of similar to Happy Gilmore. Just somebody that can captivate the people and and get them to watch. He wasn't that cookie cutter. He was was overweight. He drank beer. He smoked uh, cigarettes. You know, he was from Argentina now. What's his name? Um, Rodriguez or Fernandez, one of those. Um, the guy with the long hair, you know. Not a uh, old. He's older, right? Angel yeah, Cabrera. he's older. Angel Cabrera, right? 
Yeah. He smokes cigars, you know, on the course. And that's yeah. fun. But he's loving life. You know, he's not, he doesn't care what the, what the PGA or whatever they think about him. You know, he's smoking cigars on the course. You know, he's drinking his little wine there. You know, he lets his hair long. And he's an older guy, but he's cool, bro. He, those are the type of characters you need in that sport, man, to, to really make it grow, I think, or, or make it get back to that, that era, that golden era when, you know, it was the bear, the golden bear and Jack Nicholson and all, uh, Jack Nicholas and all these, the other greats, bro. Yeah, you know, that that's a good point. Um, and, and it, you know, it's been a great era now as well, too. I mean, we've got lots of great players as well, too. And, we're seeing younger players now starting to really dominate and everything. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited for golf. And, and, and like you said, I think we're starting to see more, a little bit more of these people coming out of the woodwork and, and being a little bit, you know, more different. And I think people are starting to realize that. So I'm excited to see what happens. Um, you know, Phil Mickelson has, has come in second, I believe, six times in this in this tournament. Yeah. So. I'm excited to see what he does. You know, he missed a few putts today, and he's still finished with a 70, so he's five strokes back, um, tied in 16th. Um, Jordan Spieth is at uh, he's at a 69 right now, so he's tied for sixth. You know, there's a lot of guys that came in today at 69 and 70. Um, what about the young the young kid, the the teenager? Didn't uh, I, I I saw him earlier today. How did he finish the 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 round today. Who's that? Which one? Is not Jordan Spieth? No, 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 no. There's the remember the young kid that um that he qualified for the US Open or something. I think he was one of the youngest to ever qualify and I, I, I saw him play today. He actually missed a putt and it, it looked like he was about to cry. Poor kid, bro. But you know, dude, hey, you're you you're, you're I think he was like 14 or 16 or something like that. Dude, you're still in high school. You probably don't even shave, bro. You know, you're on the U.S. Open course. You're probably going to take, um, you know, some money home. You know, dude, you're, you're, you're right there. You're, you're, you're good, kid. You're good. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like you said, you know, when you're competing, though, and you know that you're that good and that you you have a chance and you qualify and you're there, I mean, man, I, I understand. I understand the, uh, you know, the the emotion there and all that. Um, but you, you can't let it get you, you know. It's like you have to uh, – you got to be that one that, that you just got to have a short memory. You got to – you know, you miss a putt, you can't let it get you. You can't let it get in your head, you know, and you got to go out there and just keep hitting shots and just keep working on your consistency and – just keep making it happen there, you know. So, um, it, you know, it's it's tough. It's definitely tough, uh, especially with all these people and, and the field that's out there. You know, there's a lot of greats out there right now. Brent Snedeker is out there, and then you got, you know, obviously you got old Lefty out there, and then, you you know, Spieth is an up-and-comer. you got Ricky Fowler. Uh, you know, you've got all these guys out there that are just playing – at a very high level, and that includes guys like Henrik Benson, Matt Kuchar has been playing well, um, you know, Dustin Johnson has been playing really well, you know, so I'm excited to see what happens. Um, you know, I wonder, is, did you know Sergio Garcia, is he is he playing in the Open? Um, to tell you the truth, 
I don't know. And even if he was, I really don't. Um, I don't really like Sergio Garcia, bro. I don't. I don't like. Uh, I don't like his attitude, and I don't like what he. Uh, that whole beef with Tiger last year was it last year? I believe so. I, yeah. I, I don't think. Uh, I don't think he's a nice, uh, approachable guy, man. And, well, I'll tell you uh, what. I re- he came. I'm sorry. I, I remember. I remember seeing him down here at the Doral. You know, asking him for an autograph on uh, it, it was Wednesday on the practice round day, and uh, the guy really brushed me off, man. I really didn't. I don't think he's kind of cool, man. He's not cool. I got you, and you know, some guys are like that, and it's unfortunate. Um, you know, they kind of let it get to their head, or whatever the case is. But uh, he actually he is he is in the field. He's tied for 68th right now. He shot a 73 today, so. Uh, you know, we'll see, see how he goes. But, you know, the, the truth is is that I think that's one of the guys that's actually not great for golf because of how long it actually takes him to actually shoot. I mean, that guy, they, I think they actually were talking about implementing a shot clock, and, and it was mainly because of guys like Sergio Garcia. So that's some pretty funny stuff right there. You know, not only is he not an approachable guy or a good guy, but he also takes forever to shoot the ball um, and slowing down the game that people already think is too slow. So, you know, that's a funny combo. No, yeah, and um, it's a shame, dude, because he's, uh, I believe he's from Spain. Yep. And uh, one of the nicest golf courses I have ever played in in my life was in Malaga, Spain. And it was right off of the, right off of the coast of the Mediterranean Sea, man. It was beautiful, dude. But I'm talking about, like, different levels where you would shoot you would shoot like on a par three. Number one, n- number one, I was using some uh, some rented clubs from the from the actual clubhouse, so I didn't have my regular clubs because I, I I went to Europe. I didn't really think I was gonna have some time to play golf, and my wife went to to a flamenco show because my wife dances flamenco and all that stuff. So I I took my own little detour and I caught a taxi and found the nearest golf course and I went to hit by myself. So I had to um, had to rent some golf co- golf clubs, buy some golf balls, do the whole thing. I even had to buy my own um, golf glove, and I went out there, dude. And, I, and number the first thing that I noticed was everything over there is in meters. So we're used to yards over here, and I had to take out my smartphone and start doing the uh, conversions at, on every hole. Uh, but the first couple of holes, I remember the first par three that I did in meters, I believe it was like 89 meters. And that really blew me off because, number one, I was, yeah, it was 89 meters away, but I was up maybe maybe 60 feet above where the hole was lying. So I was looking down at, the, at where the where the flag was. So uh, obviously I didn't do the calculations right, and I I blew the hole maybe by like 30, 40 yards past past the hole into some some bushes. But that was that was the nicest nicest golf course. Those those golf courses over there in in, in Spain are tremendous, man, incredible. And right off the Mediterranean Sea, I mean, what more did you ask for, man, Doctor Ray? What 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 golf course in your 
you know, in your career, have you ever played with which has been the best? Which one has has that been? Oh, man. You know what? Um, I think D- Doral has definitely been one of the nicest courses that I've played. Um, also, yeah. Seminole, Golf Course, Seminole Golf Course up in Tallahassee is, is, after they redid it, I mean, that course is pristine. Just a beautiful course. I mean, that thing's ready for championship play, I believe. Um, and then also... Um, playing up at in Disney, um, one of the one of the resorts up there. I played at a really really nice course there. I can't remember the name of it, um, but one of the one of the area where I want to go and play golf is actually in the Greek Isles. Um, I've heard the golf courses there. Are oh. just so that's on the bucket list. Got to play some golf in Greece, um, and I will be taking my own clubs for that one. I can guarantee it because I'm definitely planning on playing if I if and when I get to make it over to Greece. Nice man. Yeah, yes, man. Sir. Let me yes, tell you sir. something. Golf, golf on the other side of the pond is completely different than anything over here in in the states, man. Number number one thing is the whole conversion between meters and yards, bro. That really blew me, blew my whole game out. I, I was yeah. I was lost. It's a tough conversion, my friend. But um, listen, I hate to cut this. Sh- I hate to cut the show a little bit short today, but I actually got a game starting up now at Indian Hammocks at eight. So I gotta I gotta hustle over there. So we're gonna have to cut it a little bit short tonight. But um, okay. things, uh, things things to look out for. Um, you know, everybody out there listening, keep watching the World Cup. Let us know um, what you think is going on. We're we're ready to get interactive with you guys next week, uh, talking more about the finals. And hopefully, we're still playing the finals next week because that means that we're uh, we're back in Miami for another game. And uh, the U.S. Open as well, too. I got Mickelson winning it this year, so we'll see what happens. Nice. Um, you know what? I'll go I'll go for Mickelson as well, man. He He's long overdue in the U.S. Open, man. Um, but, Dr. Ray, I want to wish you good luck in your game tonight, and I want to let all of your listeners know, especially those that are concerned about the whole Chapman field thing. If you could give me a couple minutes to let everybody know about that. Is that cool? Yeah, definitely. Go ahead, my man. It's all yours. Um, Last night we met with uh, John Fisher from Fisher Law Firm. Uh, John is currently drafting up a letter and a petition for to get as many signatures as we can. Um, basically, you know, if you've been playing at Chapman Field for the past 30 years, uh, there's, uh, we don't think anybody has been playing past that, uh, other than Jerry Nathal from, from our Friday night league that he's been there for more than 30 years every Friday night. Um, but that's, that's what we're going to do the, the, the cutoff past 30 years, uh, and try to get as many signatures as we can. Uh, to present this to the county and try to get everybody tested. Um, supposedly they did some more testing yesterday and on Monday, and they're not going to release any of that information until next week. So we're still waiting, but we want to just start getting all this process, you know, up and running. Um, so if you want to sign that petition, uh, be on the be on the lookout for that. We're gonna have it at our, at our tournaments at some some local parks down here in Miami Dade where where the leagues are gonna be played at, like at Kendall Indian Hammocks, Lakes by the Bay, and some other parks like Tropical Park as well. 
Um, and we're also going to try to do an electronic uh, petition where you could sign it electronically uh, via email. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, and we're looking for anybody, anybody who has ever even been to Chapman Field and you want to get tested just to be sure, just to be safe. That's what we want. We just want just want to be, know that we're we're okay. That's all we want. Um, you know, we could always find another park to play at at any time. So uh, we just want to be sure that we're we're okay to play. So um, thanks a lot, Doctor Ray, for just letting me let that uh, let that out to the people, man. You got it, Manny, and and I'd be more than happy to assist with all the testing. And we're actually going to get into that next week when we have a little bit more information. So. Um, everybody out there, thanks for listening to the Hot Corner tonight, and we'll be back next week, Thursday at 7 p.m., uh, ready to take your calls and ready to get interactive with you. So everybody out there, have a great night, and uh, be well. North Pole Hotline. We've decked a hall for our holiday party. Now we need to get decked out, too. Get Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get up to 50% off store-wide now on party-perfect styles like velvet tops and pixie pants. Up to 50% off? It is the season to be jolly. Jeans and sweaters start at just 15 bucks with tops from just 7 bucks. Ooh, we need those styles. Follow Lala fast. Buy online and pick up in store for free. And don't forget to redeem your super cash now through Tuesday to save even more. Kids, we're going to Old Navy. Holiday your heart out with up to 50% off store-wide at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid through 12 select styles only. Other exclusions apply. See stores for details. North Pole Hotline. We've decked a hall for our holiday party. Now we need to get decked out, too. Get Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get up to 50% off store-wide now on party-perfect styles like velvet tops and pixie pants. Up to 50% off? It is the season to be jolly. Jeans and sweaters start at just 15 bucks with tops from just 7 bucks. Ooh, we need those styles. Follow Lala fast. Buy online and pick up in store for free. And don't forget to redeem your super cash now through Tuesday to save even more. Kids, we're going to Old Navy. Holiday your heart out with up to 50% off store-wide at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid through 12 select styles only. Other exclusions apply. See stores for details.